1: Good morning. It is time to skip the BS. Time for Undisputed. Time to talk Lamar Jackson, MVP, and Ravens uh, Super Bowl favorites. This after that beatdown in the Bay. The 49er bullies getting bullied in their house by the six point underdog Ravens. The final score was 33 to 19, and it didn't even feel that close. Man, am I loving my preseason pick of Ravens winning the Super Bowl. Keyshawn had the Ravens in the Super Bowl. Keyshawn and I were the only two on this show who had the Ravens, quote-unquote, upsetting the 49ers last night. Michael Irvin, Richard Sherman, and Lil Wayne all had San Francisco winning last night. Michael will join us in just a few minutes to talk Cowboys dead or alive. (laughs) I'm not sure which they are at this point. But first up, Richard, you played for the 49ers. Did the Ravens look like clearly the better team last night? Yeah, Skip, they played great defense. They had four
2: interceptions, got a fifth from Sam Darnold at the end of the game. I mean, you can't win a game when you turn the ball over five times. Their defense was attacking all night. They were swarming. Um, You got to give them a lot of credit. They forced Brock Purdy into bad passes. They tipped the passes away. They intercepted the football. Christian McCaffrey still had a really good game. But at the end of the day, those are the things that determined uh, the outcome of the game. So they played a better game than the San Francisco 49ers last night for sure. Ooh, that was woo, quick. Woo. Man, I, I, <laughs> that's like no boss. I never heard you go that up. fast, Richard.
3: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess it is what it, it is. It is what it yeah. is. Yeah, I, that, that's true. Look, Skip, the, the 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 Ravens dominated on both sides of the football, okay? Period. They just did yeah, and you talk about dominating. They physically outplayed the San Francisco 49ers. Something I look, I picked them to go and win the football game. You mentioned that at the top. You and I both. Yeah. But I didn't think that they would just physically impose that will on them and dominate them to a whole nother level. Chris McCaffrey, yeah, he had 100 yards running. Okay, whatever. They probably should have kept running the football early and often with him. But yep. they played the Brock Purdy game. They, they did. wanted to try to. They, they wanted to try to show up Lamar. My yep. quarterback's better than yours. That's why they got beat at, trying to be too cute and too smart in the situation. It's not about the stinger, okay? Mm-hmm. He started the game, and when you start a football game, that means you can play. I don't want to hear anything about, oh, well his stinger will get better. I don't want to hear any of that. Neither do I. The guy on the other side of the field played like an MVP, On and off the field, he's done a tremendous job in his career. And when you watch what they did with those young receivers and Zay Flowers getting after them, but then a guy like Jadavion Clowney, he all of a sudden became the number one overall pick in last night's game. Agreed. When I look at his skip, the lights were too bright, which is crazy as it sounds for the 49ers yesterday, but they were not too bright. For the Baltimore Ravens. And you look at the statistical side of things. Lamar Jackson played phenomenal. He did what he could. As I said, when we left this show on Friday, they have never seen a quarterback like this. Yes, they faced Kyler Murray a lot in in San Francisco, but this is different. Different. This is just a different... You know, I don't want to hear any of this, he can't throw from the pocket. Oh, I worry about him in the run game. That's pretty much it. He can't do... Miss me with that. Mm. This dude here is on a whole nother level yep. than what you've seen before at this quarterback position mm-hmm. with this style. Yes, we've had the Cam Newtons of the world and the Michael Vicks. We've had all those guys, even Jalen Hurts. But for whatever reason, he rises to the occasion. And then all of a sudden, the rest of his teammates are following him. And, and they rise to the occasion. Defense came to play. They, that's just the, the flat-out thing is they came mm-hmm. to play and the 49ers did not.
1: Precisely. What I love the most about last night is that the Baltimore Ravens, with their play like a Raven tradition, went into San Francisco, where San Francisco has destroyed teams such as my team, owned that turf, and all of a sudden the Ravens walked on to their turf and said, watch this. And I thought they bullied the San Francisco bullies in their house on their turf and that defense is hellacious, hard to deal with because they disguise and they smash and they smack. And just real quick, I just thought this was the the play of the night for me was Marlon Humphrey challenging Debo on that little quick pass. If we could see this play, I just thought it was, I, I know it came in the third quarter. It wasn't like a first quarter tone setter, but. Most people don't do that. Most people just don't want any part of that. And Marlon Humphrey said, okay, I'll take my shot. And, again, he did not knock Debo down, and Debo went on to get six yards. But just the message sent, this is one team that's not afraid of Debo. That was the lick of the year to me, (laughs) even though – it's not the smartest thing to do. And, and Keyshawn, if you want to get Debo down, you know you obviously should go a little lower. It's just a message play to me. Well, he, where, he's,
3: if, yeah. in football nowadays, and Richard can speak to this. Yeah, for whatever reason, they don't wrap up.
1: No, they don't. They just rap,
3: don't don't wrap no. up. If he wraps Debo at the same time the collision skip, he
1: brings him down. I, I think he's more interested in delivering a blow than wrapping up. That's probably, just me. Probably yeah. so. Yeah. Okay then we we flip it around to Brock Purdy. And look, I always put everything back in the context of my Dallas Cowboys. We're gonna talk about them in just a few minutes, dead or alive. But the point is, <laughs> there's one way to beat San Francisco, and that is if the, the 49er quarterback self-destructs, and he is highly capable of self-destructing, because he will try just about anything, and sometimes it'll work, much of the time, it'll work. It's worked much of this year. He was the MVP favorite coming into this game. And as I tweeted mid-game, that big whoosh that you just heard was the air escaping from Brock Purdy's MVP balloon because some of the things he tried last night did not work. So let's just go. He threw four picks, could have been five very easily, and there was one other crazy play we're going to get to. But let's look at the first interception, shall we? He just late with the ball it, it's Debo on a dig route, and Kyle Hamilton just sitting there. And I don't think he got fooled. I just think he was late. You, you got to throw this much sooner. There was a little window to get the ball, but. but yeah, he has to throw it. As yeah. soon as Debo yeah, passes as the gone, linebacker, the yeah, ball's got to be out. Be he gone. led him too and far he, over. He looked and he looked. And then he came back. It looked like third option. And Kyle Hamilton didn't do anything to trick him. I didn't think no, he just stood there. I mean, there.
2: right right here, George Kittle just needs to run his corner to the corner of the end zone to yeah. hold the safety, and it's a
1: touchdown. I mean, okay. it's not that hard of a play. But, but he did not. And Kyle Hamilton. Lo- it, it It looked like why Kyle Hamilton's looking Hamilton around was like, right seriously? You, you, you're going to throw me this? All right. Now let's look at the second pick if we could. Man, that was a corner route, Richard? Yeah, I don't know about a corner.
2: That was supposed to be a corner. That's the, yeah, point. the problem. the ball that <laughs> That's gets tipped
1: up in the air by Stevens and picked <laughs> off. Uh, not not a terrible play. It's just it's a great play by the the corners coming. Great defensive yep. play, but it these works. are
3: the issues that you have with
2: smaller quarterbacks. You, you do.
1: I agree. All right? That has nothing to do get, with a smaller quarterback. Great play right. by the defense. Okay. And, all right, let's try number three because <laughs> this one is vintage Brock Purdy to me. He says, I don't see it. I don't see it. So I'll just run over here. I'll run over here. I'll run over here, and I'll throw it back across my body into the middle of the field, which is always a bad idea, and it gets tipped up. That's just again, that's a bad idea. To throw that's vintage Brock Purdy. That's that's why hit his
2: receiver in the chest, and it gets bounced up in the air.
1: No, it didn't hit his receiver. <laughs> the DB's all over Stop, it. Rick's oh, the ball gets hit by the it's DB. <laughs> It's his receiver that's a horrible in the chest. Idea. I like in the Forty ers Richard, stop! It's a terrible. I'm throw. just,
2: I'm just showing you what the tape says, guys. I like oh, the Niners
1: too, oh, man. man. But you got to stop. Richard, Hit the receiver in the chest. You're watching. Yeah. Okay. Great really play good. by Hamilton. This, right.
3: is, they need. Don't they got to make sure that they get Hamilton
1: back healthy. Yeah. And then let's try. Did they oh, say what was wrong with him? Did they say? Did they? This is the one where Kyle's like closing his eyes on the sideline. Ugh. God okay let's try the last one shall we <laughs> the last one we're still yeah just just... let's try the last this is the fourth pick and this one gets his arm got hit so I'm going to give you that one that's just great great defense great they're all over him they're all over him they're all over, him. They're all over him much of the light night and to your point Keyshawn I don't know that number 24 for the Ravens would you believe that's Jadavion Clowney? That's Jadavion Clowney. We're it. at number 24. Who knew? Here he is. All right, he's back. And, okay, and then there was another pick that was nearly thrown. If we could see the first, uh, the first third down play of the <sighs> second half, this is the first, it's third and five. And that one hits, I think it was queen right in the hands. Could have been pick number five very easily. All right, another you wild know, throw. And then, could we see the circus play that Brock Purdy tried to pull off on the fourth down play that failed, if we could? That's another pick. Here's the fourth down play that failed, and he decides to throw it. No look over his shoulder to McCaffrey. Okay. The sweet right. play, okay. though, Skip. All right, I know. It the sweet worked. play, okay. he just tried to okay. do whatever right. he could okay. to keep the drive right. alive. But that's who this kid is, and he will try just about anything at any time. So, to me, bottom line takeaway is. Their greatest strength, which has been Brock Purdy, can also be their greatest weakness because he's got that haywire gene in him in which he will try Brett Farvian kind of throws. And a lot of times they work, and sometimes they do not work. I think for,
3: for them, though, if, if you go back and you look at some of the games that they lost this year, yep. when that left tackle and Trent Williams is not in the game, it's yep. a different situation for the quarterback position. It, it, you know, Davion Clowney and the company smelled the blood in the water and they yeah. attacked him, went after them. And and you have to admit that, Richard, when that guy is not on the field, it's a different offensive line. And you can certainly oh, no see that with late in the game last night.
1: He allegedly pulled no his question. groin. No That's question. what they, they said. They got, I don't know what it was. They
2: got yep. they got beat up on the offensive line, Davion, <laughs> well, I want to say yeah. he had two sacks and one one drive. But again, Skip. Nonsensical. I'm not concerned about this in the least. Again, three of the passes gets tipped up. Congratulations. Great plays by the defense. They took advantage of those plays as they should. The bad read by him, which wasn't really a bad read. George Kittle runs the route he's supposed to run, holds the safety like he's supposed to. It's drilled in the end zone. That's what he was expecting. George Kittle instead goes underneath the corner, which you never do on a corner route, do you, Keyshawn? You never yeah, go did, the it corner. It didn't look on, like a corner
3: route. Point. Based on the depth, it, it did not look like a corner route. Exactly. Maybe, but but based on the concept when i got a cr- when i got a seam route that gets covered too i'm the bender that backside route is a corner route to pull hamilton out of there now he got a big cavity to drill the ball in he didn't see it i'm sure he didn't recognize it he let it go so i don't know if i put it on kittle or if i put it on purdy but based on looking at it right there it certainly looked like if he would have gone deeper To the front, to the back of the pylon, Hamilton sees him, and then it's a big cavity for him to throw it in there. Just like we uh, credit other people with interceptions, we can't take the fact that Brock Purdy did throw a pick. We can't all of a sudden start saying, well, a a, a pick is is a pick.
2: Kyle Hamilton is playing all pro football, and and they're a different defense when he's not out there. I think he'll get his first all pro this year, Um, and he deserves all the credit. He's a big reason his defense works. Um, His his uh, variability. I mean, he's playing linebacker, he's playing nickel, he's playing safety, he plays everything. He's very uh, useful in his defense. I mean, he's playing kind of a robber role, and he's been fantastic covering receivers, running backs, tight ends, everything, and he's been blitzing. Uh, he's really the linchpin of this defense, along with what you said, Jadavion Clowney, uh, Matabike, I think he has 12 and a half sacks, might have got another half a sack last night. Uh, and so this defense has got people getting sacks from all over the place. But it, uh, it does not concern me about the Brock Purdy deal. You know, it, it, games like this happen. This is still a second-year quarterback. A lot of those balls are tipped up. If these were balls where he's just throwing it to the defense consecutively, at where he's like, hey, make a bad read here, make a bad read here, make a bad read here, and you're like, oh, well, maybe this kid has lost the juice. That is not what I saw last night. Mm. Um, but again, congratulations to the Baltimore Ravens. They played a big game in a big situation against the number one team in the league when they had to have it you know this is prime time game in december and you can't throw a four interception game in december and expect to win them no you Skip. cannot and
1: by the way real quick point on kyle hamilton he did look like he got hurt in the fourth quarter and yet john harbaugh said after the game it did not look serious he's That's had great. a sprained knee and it looked like he just Sweet. aggravated it as he went down and got his leg caught up underneath him so maybe, i'm hoping for their sake he's okay because he is a driving force of that defense. What, what do you think
3: about the other guy on the other side? Don't no, skip. Yeah. How well did he play? Yeah. How well did that offense and Zay Flowers and company play? How, how well did Edwards, when allowed to rush the football, do for them or catch the
1: ball out of Boy, backfield? God, what, do, what do you say about that side of the ball? What I say about it is that Lamar took the MVP lead last night. And I know Richard is about stats, and Richard is about Brock Purdy stats and see max stats, and I give you those stats, but what did your eyes tell you last night? Who took the game over last night as the quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens? He controlled the football game from start to finish, and there are very few quarterbacks I've ever referred to as a baller because the position is not a balling position, but Lamar just balls. He just wants the ball. And to control the ball and make the throws and the escapes and the runs that he needs to to buy time when he needs to, he's just difficult to deal with. And I thought he just took the game over to the point that on the national stage on Christmas night, he sees the MVP lead from Brock Purdy and Christian McCaffrey. And we'll get deeper into this in just a moment, Richard, but you're probably, if I know you, not buying that.
2: <laughs> I mean, the, the stats are all that matters, Skip. I mean, the last three MVPs, the last five MVPs have had over 40 40 total touchdowns. Um, you talk about Aaron getting it with 48 touchdowns and I think four interceptions. Patrick Mahomes had 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns. Uh, even Lamar, when he won it, had 43 total touchdowns. So, I, I mean, I, I hear what you're saying, but if you're saying a guy is going to win MVP with under 30 touchdowns, it'll be the first time in a very long time. And, okay. that, and
3: that may very well be the case, but what did you see
2: with your eyes is yeah. what Skip is asking yeah. you, not about touchdowns. What, 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 what did you again, see? Again, uh, again, if I if I judged MVP off of one game plays, like if I, if I went off of, hey, oh, I saw one game and these guy played great, then we wouldn't have the MVPs that we've had in this league. So what I'm saying is, what you're saying is stats don't matter, Keyshawn, and so for the history of this game, stats have mattered. So for the history of this game, stats will matter. And so when you have to when you have to start your conversation off with stats shouldn't matter in this case, there's not an argument to be made.
1: Okay, but Richard, Richard, the one stat that matters right now is 12 and three, and that's what the Ravens are. I think they're going to be 13 and three I, when I, they beat Miami here. You beat the dude head
2: to head, Richard. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, man. Oh, like, come on. Okay, so so, so again, you don't need the stats, though. So, so you beat the guy head-to-head. He, head. you, you don't need the, the numbers. We're going to get into the
3: conversation about the MVP. I the just want to know what you saw
2: on the field from Lamar last night, because I know what I saw. I'm, I'm I saw saying, the best I'm player on I the answered. field was Lamar I hear Jackson. what you're saying. I, I hear what you're saying. And he played – no question. There's not a debate about that last night. <laughs> he played a great game last night. That's not – Debate that. You're debating the MVP. So are you debating the MVP of the league, or are you debating no, who is the best player you, on the field I last night? First of all, I asked Skip a simple question. No, Skip asked me a question. So no, you asked I me asked, me question. No,
3: I asked Skip a simple question. I said, what did you see? Then Skip asked you what you saw. You started talking about the MVP. All I want to know, Skip what you said, saw said, on the field, was he sir, the
2: better Richard, quarterback last night? I would night? say I, he was the best player on the field. We can could, we could argue that. We can We could debate that to the end of time, but that is 100% the fact. Is he the MVP of the National Football League is what Skip was uh, alluding to when talking to me. So that's not—I mean, statistically, that's not the case. But you keep talking about statistics. So what, what else is there to talk about when you're talking about the MVP? The man of the is 12 and 4. He
3: oh, went three. in a candlestick. Uh, yeah. Say it 12 again. And three. Yeah. 12 and 3. He went in a candlestick. Mm-hmm. Why do I keep calling it candlestick? Okay.
1: Yeah, he he it'll, went into San Francisco. Yep.
3: Okay? And went head to head against two people
2: that the two. nation said mm-hmm. had was the front runner for the trophy. And and so again. We're talking about statistically. I could go. I could go on and on about when Brock Purdy went head to head with guys who would lead the MVP race, Keyshawn. That's not I, an I, argument I to be made. You keep talking about statistics. It's going to be quarterbacks, and I don't have the
3: chart in front of me. Yep. But by the time we get to this conversation, Richard, I'll I'll make sure that Nick give me the numbers. I It'll can't be wait. quarterbacks. I can't wait. It'll be quarterbacks in this league
2: mm.
3: on losing teams. Or teams with less records than Lamar with better numbers.
2: Mm hmm. So, in then the end the of the day, the number matter. is the W is what matters. He- so, so now it's just a, the quarterback for the, the winningest team in the league is the MVP. Is that what we're saying look, now? Look, I'm just, I'm the, just trying the to figure out the, what the winningest is. team in the league plus his numbers. What numbers are you looking at? We just. Touchdowns, Keyshawn Johnson, when he won the MVP of the league, which he has done. He it's a different touchdowns. year. Nobody's throwing for it's fifty a, touchdowns this year. It's a different what year. What I'm saying is, the MVP of the league, Keyshawn Johnson, oh he had God. forty-three. So that year, that year, the numbers matter. That year, when he had forty-three touchdowns, the number matter. He when he also doesn't have forty-three was on touchdowns, a winning the number. Team, Richard. You know,
0: He's also with the
2: numbers, so those go hand in hand.
1: Never mind, man, because you. So, Richard, the beauty of last night was we had a solo stage game on Christmas night. This late on December twenty fifth, it was the first time in thirty years that we had two teams—not since Dallas at New York Giants at the end of the ninety three season—with the two teams with the best record playing for home field advantage. It's been thirty years. Since we had this kind of a showcase, not just team versus team, but in this case, we had an MVP showcase showdown last night. And clearly the voters are going to be heavily swayed by what they saw this late in the year, because you can't ask for better than this. This was on silver platter for the the nation to sit back and behold. And there it was. you talking about they're not comparable. What numbers are you looking at? I, I, don't worry, don't
2: worry, don't worry. I will destroy you in the next conversation, Keyshawn. Don't, no, we don't need to keep going back and forth. Like, the numbers will destroy you. There, there's no logic to your conversation. There's no backup. That's just you Aren't saying. You, I test, I test, I test. I don't want to get I don't
4: want to get into number, the numbers number. because after the numbers. Number. I know you don't. Because don't the, numbers the numbers won't support your we argument. don't get
2: into it when the, we get into it the numbers won't support anything you're saying. You,
1: oh, all right, man. I, I, all right. <laughs> All right, enough of that for the moment. We will get right back to it in about 30 minutes here on Undisputed. Because Why we got to blame so long? We got br- to right. bring the playmaker in to talk Cowboys. Why you got that star on? I got to hear what Michael Irvin know. has to say about <laughs> Cowboys dead or alive after that thing down there in Miami on Christmas Eve. Dead as a fish. Mm. No mercy,
3: That's Angie.com or download the app today to get started on getting all your jobs done. That's Angie, your trusted ally in home services.
1: On Christmas Eve, it felt like Merry Christmas, Cowboy fans. Dak Prescott hit Brandon Cooks for a touchdown on third and goal from the eighth to give the Cowboys a 20 to 19 lead. But three minutes and 27 seconds remain. Plenty of time for the Dolphins to move 64 yards in 12. What felt like inevitable plays, including the walk-off field goal. Dolphins 22, Cowboys 20. A game that mixed the emotions of Cowboy fans the world over. So much to like, but so many lumps of coal in our stockings. Defense was so solid, then so vulnerable. The offense was so unstoppable, then so flawed. In the end, to me, it just felt like we've lost our winning edge just when legit contenders are peaking and taking off. But I want to know what Playmaker thinks. Michael Irvin, were you encouraged or discouraged by 22 to 20? And now,
4: Skip, it's hard for me because I'm such a positive person, and all. Keith, don't get off, get your feet off the table. I want to hear you talk. put your feet down and let me finish. All right. Right. <laughs> all right. I'm such a positive person, glass half full kind of person. Yes, you are. Now, and I, and, and I must admit, I must admit this. It, it, this is different, Skip. This yeah. is different because I'm sitting next to you now, you know. And and, and I'm a competitor, a great competitor. I so understand. when I sit next to all them other dirty, dog, devil Dallas Cowboys hating, I naturally flare up ready for a fight. You do. But since I'm sitting next to someone who loves the Cowboys like I do, I then I, now, now I'm willing to open my ear gate and listen. Yep. And I know you tried to tell me some of these things. And I Fine. say, no, no, I still see the Dallas Cowboys as an elite team. Now, now, now. Th- yesterday, discourage, I say discourage. I say discourage because this. You have to, and I said it, I said it last week, you have to conquer this demon. In this league, they don't let you take them and win anyway. You gotta conquer this demon. You do. And they didn't exercise that demon, exercise that demon. No. So now you have to see him again. You don't get rid of him. You got to go on the road. You got to play your games to get to where you want to be on the road. Now, I do think, though, Skip, is I'm discouraged with it, Key, but I can see it say, well, this is what every team is. We started this season talking about top teams in the NFC. I mean, the top teams we have in the NFC, and each have rotated on that top spot. Philly has rotated San Fran now, Dallas, and all come and just keep rotating in the NFC. With the and I still have San Fran probably out front. This is what it is. Yeah. This is what it's going to be. So I am discouraged that the Cowboys are not an elite, elite, elite team like like I want them to be. But I'm encouraged the rest of the league, at least certainly the rest of the NFC, says anybody has a chance this year.
1: Fair mm. enough. All right, Keyshawn. Mm-hmm. Your well, reaction. Don't, well, don't, no, get it out of here. Because you are
3: going on the road. That does matter, Mike. The silver lining and all that, that's cool. But you are going on the road. And you have not shown me anything, as they would say, Mr. Irving, that would make me believe that you can win on the road. Okay? Think about it. I gave you a quiz against Seattle. You open book. They put 35 on you at home. That was an open book. You passed it. That's fine. Then you had the first test against Philadelphia at home. You handled business with an ailing quarterback that had knee issues. Then I say, okay, here's the big midterm for y'all. Going on the road, as I told Skip, in Buffalo, what happened? Beat down. Beat down. Beat down. Then you go to Miami, and Miami just basically had control of the game. It looked cool toward the end that you – You know, I'm on the edge of my seat waiting to push sin on FaceTime for you because I knew that this was going to happen. And I'm not a hating Cowboy fan. I'm a realist. And you can't figure out how to win on the road. Now you're going up against a team in Detroit here at home which really, Detroit's not really, they already clinched, they good in the division, so. you are still playing for
1: seed, though. Yeah, what That's seed right. are they From going to really, number
3: one seed? I mean, yeah. they're not, they're, yeah, they're not a shot. but are they really, do they really got a real shot, or is Philadelphia in a better position to get that number one seed than Detroit? They're going to come in right there. Right
4: now? Yes, right now right, they are. Right now, I think, uh, uh, right now, I don't know, Detroit wins out, don't they win that second seed? I not don't sure. believe – the, second, I, seed believe big, the in second, second seed ain't as I believe everybody is, in Philly. i heard everybody in Philly. I heard everybody in Philly's already pulling for the Cowboys, and you know it takes something special. That's why – because that's what I heard. That's what I heard the, the, on the my second, ride over here. The
3: second seed – the second seed is not in, as important as the first seed. We don't know what's going to happen okay. to get that number one seed. It's not the same as when you and I played where you had the two-by, you know, two-byes in the situation. Right. To skip.
4: I right. think the Cowboys... But, but wait, wait, wait. Key, let me tell you one thing I say that is, that's different. If you haven't played a playoff game in your building in over 30 years, Detroit, oh, my God, that would be crazy. Oh, well, yeah, they got they a game. A they already
3: got a game in the in the, in the building. But yeah, what right. I would say, right. Skip, about the Cowboys and what I saw in the game is I saw them forget about a guy who was balling in the beginning yes, in is. Yeah. C.D. Lamb. Yeah, All yeah. of a sudden, Mike McCarthy... Yeah for whatever reason, forgot he was on the football field. And in my beliefs, that cost y'all the game. I agree. That cost y'all the game. Because they didn't, he should have had 20 targets, not 10, 20. (sighs) Okay,
1: my turn. (sighs) I'm going to start from the start, because the start was really, for me, the end. My team, for once, Won the toss and did not defer. And I stood up in my little room and I just applauded Mike McCarthy. That's how you do this. You say, our offense is going to ram it right down their throats and we're going to seize control because we're going to seize momentum and they're going to make, let's make them match us instead of us sort of playing not to lose. Let's play this to win. And my offense goes 75 yards – I'm sorry, 73 yards and 15 plays. Oh, great. And twice in that drive, we went to a sudden secret weapon, a guy who had three carries all year, undrafted out of North Dakota State, our fullback Lipke, Hunter Lipke. And I'm like, really? We're, we're featuring him now? And we get down to the goal line, and I'm going to show you first a carry by Tony Pollard. And after Brandon Cooks had gone nine yards on a reverse, now now we're down to the one-yard line. And first, this is the Tony Pollard little quick toss, and I could not believe he didn't get this ball in the end zone. That is their safety, Elliott, who weighs 210 pounds. You, you just—I'm sorry. I love Tony Pollard, but you got to get that ball in the you end zone. You got turned around, I—I understand, but you you. You gotta hit Why it. Why didn't more. he sprint to the end zone? Why you, you, didn't he sprint to the corner? You, you, you just gotta get to get to hit it corner. harder, one way or the other. You gotta use your momentum and your quickness and your speed and your power right. to get the ball right. to break the plane. And he got spun backward, and the ball did not break the plane because he gets tackled backward. He he goes backward with the ball, never threatening to break the plane. So now all of a sudden. He does get the first down, but he doesn't get the touchdown. So now it's first and goal at the one-yard line. You have four chances to get it in from one yard. And we go back to our secret weapon, the genius Mike McCarthy, says let's give it to the undrafted rookie fullback and see if he can power the football over the goal line and he does not get the handoff. And I blame him a little more than Dak because I thought the handoff was pretty pure. I thought it was in the bread basket. I, I thought... Sneak it. Okay. You got four tries. Right. Sneak it, man. You got a right. big old right. quarterback. Right. Sneak right. It. You, right. What are you hey, doing? Come on. Come on. No. Hunter, this is not Moose Johnston. <laughs> what, 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 what are we doing? What, what are we doing? The ball is on the ground, and I am on the ground. I'm on the floor rolling because that is seven beautiful, precious points right. that you leave right. on the ground. And then... Insult to injury is we back them up into third and nine at their three. And now little two has to throw it out of his end zone. And I'm thinking safety. Can we get to him? Can, can we sack fumble him in the end zone? And here's what he does on third and nine from the wow. three. He drops back and goes bombs away over step Gilmore and throws a dime to waddle. A di- it, it was that was his throw of the day. I mean, I don't know how you can do it prettier than that. And they are out of jail. And here we go the other direction. Okay. And, and these are the kind of plays I, my defense has to rise up and make one play. I just need one big, tumultuous turnover play. We created no turnovers the whole day. But we've been going on the road right. all year and forcing no turnovers because the only one we forced, other than the game at Carolina – In the the big games on the road, we forced one turnover at San Francisco. That's it. Okay, so we're not making the play on defense on the road. Okay, so now we get the ball back. We're down three to nothing. And to your point, Keyshawn, can I show you the two plays that ensued to CeeDee Lamb? This is on first down and then on second down. Let's see what happened. This is to 88. This is the new 88 in the long line of 88s. That's the first one. And this one is the showstopper little crosser, and he is gone, and he is running with anger. He is beasting. He, he is, as, as Keyshawn said, there's one cowboy who is flat-out balling right now, and it's 88 who started reminding me of that 88 I covered back in the 90s for the Dallas you Cowboys. You
3: feed him the cows
1: come Come on, right. come on! He's just feeding. So, His tongue fall out. so what happened in the first half? He catches four balls for 93 yards, and it looked like he was just taking the game over, right? In the second <laughs> right. half, he caught two balls for 25 yards. It's just wrong. It's just, it, I, right. it, You, you either have to blame Mike McCarthy or Dak Prescott. And much of the second half, to me, it, just to my eye, how many times do we see Dak drop back in the second half and double clutch it, like? Like, I'm going to go, I'm going to go. No, I'm not sure, I'm not sure, I'm not sure. (sighs) We just never looked sure in the second half, and it was miraculous. It was like a a Christmas Eve miracle that he did hit Brandon Cooks, if we could see the play, on third and goal after he'd gotten sacked, and it looked like we were going the wrong direction. And then he rises up and hits little (laughs) Brandon Cooks, who's become our best beautiful red throw. zone threat, which is beautiful throw. hard for me to believe. Great throw, great catch. Throw, great throw, great catch beautiful by a little throw. man. That was on Jalen Ramsey, by the way. Okay, that'll work. Beautiful. Okay, I'll take it. But, right. Michael, I don't know about you. As right. soon as his feet came down inbounds for the touchdown – I'm looking at 327 left, and I did not believe in my heart of hearts that we could keep them from kicking a field goal to win the game.
4: Neither I just didn't did believe I. It. Right, I, right, I, right. But let me, let me say, let me say, okay, and, and let me, let me dive in on it a little bit, Skip, because Go. When, when I look at the purity of this game, and the purity of it, that you held the number one offense in the National Football League to 19 points.
1: You did. All game. Yep. All game. One touchdown. You, you, one th- touchdown. One touchdown, yeah. five field goals. Okay. One touchdown, five field goals. You held
4: Tyreek Hill to 99 yards. You did. You, Jalen Waddle, that was a great play by Jalen Waddle, but it's it the was the only reception it, he, got he had yep. all day. I can't touch that defense. Okay, I don't even want to hear it. I can't bother that defense. That defense did what it did. This defense averaged giving up twenty-two points on the road. Now, come on, you're the number two offense. You're putting up forty-some points at home. You can't put up twenty-four points, twenty-five points on the road. That's straight on that offense. That's uh, all. all I thought about that first play, when when, when when Tony Pollard got tackled on the goal line, I don't know how you can be a Cowboy fan and not think Zeke would have broken that dude's arm trying to tackle him there. He probably would have. The, the, the dude bicep would have fallen off. Zeke would have ran right through his hand, right through his arm. That's why I always talk about this hammer. Now, you're right on getting on Mike McCarthy. You 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 know now you're trying to trick people because you made a bad decision and you don't have a hammer down here and and, and we fumbled a football. It says, "Come on, I needed something out of this offense." When we talk about Philadelphia. When 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 they got threatened yesterday, Jalen Hurts had to make some plays, and he made yeah. those plays to get that team right down the field mm-hmm. and score a touchdown. And I, I know Dak made those plays to take us down the field and score a touchdown. But I needed more out of that offense yesterday. Yeah. You're going up against the number one offense, and that defense did its job. We're yep. going to win if you're going to win. It's got to be out of that offense. I need more out of them. They went dead for a dead time for a, for a good little moment in that game. just dead, like you said, skip at the beginning. They looked so great early on. They came right back down that second drive and said, let's go get that touchdown. I said, oh my God, this is what I'm talking about. Now they are ready to show people, and then (sighs) what? It was nothing. Once once they went away from 88, we went back to nobody else can make a play out here, and the thing looked bad. it, it, It just looked bad. I still put all of this On that offense, you gotta give me more than
1: that.
3: Michael, you came up 40, you came up 21 points shy
1: of your prediction. (laughs) It was 41 38, right? You you did come up short.
3: Right. Uh, And on top of that, you've been coming up short on offense on the road all year long. Mm -hmm. This is what I keep trying to tell you. I keep trying to tell you this. you you saying you need more out of the offense. This is a recurring theme for you and Skip. On Mondays, or better yet, here's Tuesday, but on Mondays, you would come in, coming off the road, and the first thing you would say is we, other than the Buffalo game, but you still needed more offense in a Buffalo game, you're averaging 40 at home. You're not averaging 40 on the road. This is a different team on the road. You're going on the road in the playoffs, buddy. You are going on the road. I understand you want outside hope and, oh my God, maybe. It's not going to happen. It's done. It's, it's done. It's gonna, you're probably going to be
1: no, in Tampa probably. Bay we're playing against the high quarterback right, in yep. Baker Mayfield.
4: Yep, right. that right. is correct. And we'll talk. We'll talk about that and playing against Baker Mayfield. Why I'm I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable with that? But but you but, was but, comfortable you with this. You right. had 41 on the on the but, Dolphins. You were comfortable. Yes. yes. Yes, yes, yes. I was comfortable with this, but but I'm going back to it, and I'm telling you why I was comfortable with this because I'm expect. I was expecting the office to show up. You can say what you will. I, I, I looked at the weather in Buffalo. I looked at those other two losses, the best teams in the NFC, and I said, okay, the, the key, key. For me, Keith, and this is what's so hard for me to gather, and and maybe not. You have the talent. I know you have the talent. That's why you can put 40 up at home. So it's not a skill thing. This is a will thing. This is a desire thing. This is a decision that you can make to go and play better. So it's hard for me to wrap my head around why they are playing this way on the road. Because the teams
1: are better than you, period. I you, understand. you know what? You know what? When that game ended, I did not <laughs> think the Dolphins were better than the Cowboys. I just thought they you played mean, a little you, better. First of all, Man, I didn't, You talked about Tyreek
3: not getting a hundred. You you talked about Tyreek not getting a hundred? Yeah. When they wanted to get the football, when they wanted to get the football to Tyreek, they got the football with ease to Tyreek Hill. He was coming off an ankle injury, homie. Think about it. Oh, I just used the right.
1: Right. All right. 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 Time out. Let let me interject there. Last drive, it came down to a third-and-three play at the Dallas 33. And our little slot corner, Jordan Lewis played the best on our defense. He had made several plays in the backfield, blowing plays up. He's got Tyreek Mann on this play, and Tyreek goes (sighs) in motion. And you can see Jordan Lewis, he's a step late. He goes back back with him, and he doesn't See, get there and then he overruns on, it, okay? That's that's okay. wanting to get the football to your dudes in key okay. situations. That was it. That's the game, because if you if you throw him for a loss there, if, you, come if on. you beat him to the punch... You're not going to beat that, that okay? to the right. punch, though. Okay. Right. But if if Jordan Lewis right. gets there a split second earlier, split Pretty second sure. earlier, right. come on, come on, Jordan. Come on, Jordan. But nope, we scout nope.
3: this. We know right. that we know what they're getting ready to do. That's why we okay. call the play. Alright,
1: right. but that's right. it, because right. the game's over
4: there. What Skip is saying also, the same Thing Malcolm Butler did in the Super Bowl a he couple did. years ago. That was if it. If you it's studied a it Baller and you plus, scouted it, it you can shoot that right there, and you can and you will make that tackle in the backfield. Game over. Game, Game over. over. Yeah. So that's what Skip is saying. I'm, yeah. I'm with him on that. Key. That. That. That's. And that, that's but, what we're talking whole about. point. I just bro, talked about. Playmaker. I just talked about. Jalen Hurst making that play when the game is on the line. Are you that person to make that play? That's what Dallas is missing. But, but that guy, I'm gonna take that chance. And, and that dude's gonna all of a sudden show up for you. Are you gonna all of a sudden? Well, find that guy? Because okay. the
3: dude on the yeah. offensive side of the ball is 88. That's them that's deliberately right. not getting him the football. That ain't that ain't right. what the Miami Dolphins and Tua did. Right. They said. Hurt ankle at all. We
1: get the ball to our dude in okay. this situation. All right, but Keyshawn, all week you Correct. said Dolphins will run the ball down our throats just well, the way Buffalo okay. did, and guess what? We outrushed them 97 yards to 91 okay, yards. I'll take, to. I'll, take to. I'll take that. Right. They will take it. I'll take it, but in the end... <laughs> We led the league in quarterback pressures coming into this game, and we didn't bother too much at all. We got him one time the whole game. And there's the problem on defense. There's the problem
4: on defense, So you got a problem on offense. You got a problem on defense. So to me, Michael, it seems like y'all got a problem. No, 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 no. Listen, listen, listen. What do you mean, no, no, no? We're talking about it all coming together at the right time and you, playing together. That's what. The, that's the aim of every team in the National team. Football League. <laughs> Don't act like this is just us. Every I, team I lo- in the I National Football League death. is trying to get it together. I
3: love you to death. I've been dealing with you since 1995, Michael. Okay? <laughs> I heard the same mess after Arizona, the same mess after Phil- San Francisco, mm-hmm. the same mm-hmm. mess after Philly, Buffalo, and Miami. Yeah. Gathering information. We want to put it together. You
1: told me the
3: offense you needed to see something from the offense. Now you saying five minutes later you need to see this side of defense. That means when right, you put it Key together. Keishon, last question.
1: Do you think right, we could right, beat right, Baker right, right. Mayfield at Baker Mayfield in a playoff game? I don't know. You don't know? I honestly don't. I think don't. you do think we no, could I don't. do that. No,
3: I don't. I honestly you know? don't know. He's, he's still playing, afloat. He's playing good. And y'all a bad
4: road team, but yes. Michael said y'all not a bad yeah, road team. Yes. That's what he told me a couple well, weeks no, ago. No, no, I, I know, I, I told, I, I know, I told, I gave you specific reasons why I refused to call them a bad road team at the time. Now, right now, they oh, three a bad road, road team, Mister. But, but no, no, now you keep getting opportunities, opportunities against a good team. Now you're not the best team. You're not Kansas. You're not New, um, Philadelphia. You're not San Francisco. You're now you're losing. The Buffalo now you lose to Miami okay I'm saying all right we we're we're not playing well on the road now and we got to figure out ways to win on. are you a bad road team yes or no a bad road team is you can't win any games if you can hover around 500 on the road that's not a bad road team if you're undefeated at home
1: you understand what I'm saying? We have you can lost always two in, a get in a a row on the road. Off. I give you that. Right, all right, right, We need right. to talk about but, but you get it. the Come other on. monumental game yesterday. Antonio Pierce, Raiders rise, Chiefs fall. Yeah. We debate next. <laughs> Man, get it.
3: When it comes to travel, we all know that feeling of wanting to escape to our happy place. Thanks to Priceline, the real MVP of travel.
1: It is your turn. Undisputed Live is where you can get us. Hashtag Undisputed Live. Here we go with the first tweet. Ask Dak if he liked his dragon yesterday. And we go, I want a dragon, Santa. Santa says, come on, be realistic. Okay, how about a playoff win? And Santa says, what color dragon, Dak? Meaning, I guess, getting a dragon for Christmas is more li- realistic Sheesh. than a playoff game. But wait a second. Dak did beat Tom Brady Dude. at Tom Brady just last year's playoffs. I, I don't That's know. I think it's still realistic. Right. Okay. Tweet number two. Richard Sherman must have got a turntable for Christmas with the way he is trying to spin that Brock Purdy is still the MVP frontrunner after his four-interception performance. If Dak did that, would he be justifying it to hypocrisy at its finest, oh. says an obvious cowboy fan to Richard Sherman as the kitty spins I on I say, the turntable. I literally,
2: I literally just said it was done after a four interception performance in December. But I guess okay. I guess Fair we not. say anything.
1: So. And finally, <laughs> we got a shot of our commercial, our funeral commercial. <clears throat> but they're I, in the Cowboys. Hey, oh, that's the good one. No, that's, a hey, good one. I, you, that's you a, got me. But yeah, I got to no. say the casket has not yet closed on this yet. I believe we can and will win at Tampa Baker. But we'll talk about that Ooh. in just a few minutes because we got to talk about a monumental win for Antonio Pierce and the Raiders over their arch rival chiefs at Arrowhead. Chiefs have now lost three out of four, four out of six, five out of eight. Self-destructed on the field, imploded on the sideline yesterday. Michael Irvin, was Raiders 20, Chiefs 14, more about Raiders rising or Chiefs falling? That's a great question, and I, and I think I, I, I go at it this way when I think
4: about what they did. Did you ever think about this? Did you ever think? Because when I look at that question, I say, okay, was that is that about Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs going woof, or is that about the uh, uh, the, the Raiders and 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 Coach Pierce pushing these guys up because they haven't been the Chiefs in a long time Seven with years. no coach. They went out, yeah, and and. and six, seven years, they went out and gave Josh McDaniels $60 million over Mm. six years, you know, almost $10 million a year, they gave him $10 million a year, to come in and bring an offense that can match what Kansas City has. That's what they paid him for. Let me tell you what that offense did yesterday. That offense had zero offensive touchdowns. I'm talking about the Raiders. That offense had zero offensive touchdowns. Uh, uh, Aiden O'Connell threw for 62 yards. <laughs> 62, 62 yards. <laughs> <laughs> they had zero pass completions after the first quarter. None the last three quarters. no 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 none, none. Zero pass completions. And they beat Patrick Mahomes. Mm. How did they beat him? Yeah. They beat him with Antonio Pierce's defense they did so so if you're asking me is this about the Chiefs falling or is this about Antonio Pierce raising up guys Antonio Pierce's defense the defense that has scored four TDs in the last two weeks never done before in the history of the Raiders when you have back-to-back games like that where you score four defensive TDs yep. that, that that right there in itself is incredible so I, w- when you get a defense playing the way they're playing and an offense that's putting up nothing, and you're beating teams like the Chiefs, no, no, that, that, that's on the Raiders. Because, you know, we know Patrick Mahomes is great, and Patrick Mahomes was great yes, yesterday, and he gave them many opportunities. Many opportunities. It's just the people around him. And I'm going to tell you something. That defense was all over Patrick Mahomes yesterday. It, it was pretty incredible to watch. They had made up their mind. Antonio Pierce says, I talked to this team. We talked about going in this game with Ill hit? Yep. Violence. Violence? We were going pain. to bring pain. Pain. And, right. And they brought that pain brought to the Kansas City Chiefs. There's no way you can take credit away from the job he's done if you've been trying to bring in people for the last, I don't know how many years, and giving them $60, $70, $80 million to beat the Chiefs, and he just did it for you.
1: Mm. Well said.
2: It, 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 Irv, playmaker. He, I mean, he said everything, Skip. I, gotta, I mean, we could just walk away. But... I think that this is definitely more about the Raiders than it is the Chiefs. Now, the Raiders and the Raiders are doing fantastic things defensively, and they deserve credit. They've done fantastic things the last few weeks uh, defensively. We talked about the defensive touchdowns. Jack Jones, who played for Antonio Pierce at Long Beach, Beach Poly in high school, has been a revelation for him. I mean, he kind of called his shot before the game and said, hey— if we get to Patrick Mahomes and we rattle him, the rest will fall into position. Yep. And that's what they say, Irv. Yep. Hey, you cut the head take off
4: the, the snake, magic the rest from, fall from the magician. The magician. Mm-hmm. Right. They said take the magic from the magician, the rest the, will fall the the away. Act over.
1: The act is over. The Stop act is over. Act is over. It's a pretty
4: yep. cool. That was a pretty cool mm-hmm. saying. And he, he backed it up. Er. Yep. Irv, what do you say? Attack your weakness. You can beat a team by attacking their weakness. You can beat a team tight their weak. But you can break them if you attack their strength. And, and, and they look broken yesterday.
1: Mm.
2: They look broken, and they attack their strength. And then you saw the plays where, where Patrick Mahomes fumbled the, the football, and you're like, like, usually in those plays, we're like, man, the Chiefs are just backyard football. They can just do whatever. Right, and right, this time, right. you're like, what are they doing? And the Raiders are like, violent, ill intentions. Like, oh, y'all want to get cute? Smack him in the mouth. Score a touchdown. Like, we're not playing this game with you anymore. And they said, hey, you did that ring around the rosy stuff and embarrassed us a few years ago. We're not playing that game anymore. So I think if you're Mark Davis and you're not already drawing up the paperwork to sign Antonio Pierce to a long-term deal deal, then I don't think you're doing it right. I don't think you're in the spirit of what your great, late great father, Al Davis had in mind. Antonio Pierce embodies everything the Raiders want to be and everything that they've been right. in their past. You talk about a motivator, a guy who's willing to take a shot to to, to get into the to, the trenches with his players. He's that guy. He's a guy that went in here and beat your di- division rival, the number one team in your division for a long time, one of the best teams in the National Football League for the last five, six years, and hit him in the mouth and said, hey, we're here to stay.
1: We're here to stay. So, Richard, I'm glad you brought up the late, great Al Davis, the godfather of this franchise. I was blessed to know him well, spent a lot of time around him, loved him. He was the ultimate maverick. He was against the grain. He did a lot of things the NFL did not love. I loved the man, and I loved watching and covering his glory days teams because they played this kind of defense that you saw yesterday. They knocked your yeah, block just- off. They played with physicality. They played with ill intent. They played with violence, and they brought pain, as Antonio said before and after the game yesterday. And it, it gave my heart some Christmas joy. I know we're combining pain with Christmas, but – If you love football the way I do and if you've been around it the way I have and you've gotten to spend as much time as I got to spend with Al Davis and Bill Walsh and Tom Landry and on and on and on, Jimmy Johnson, you you appreciate what you saw yesterday because it was a Christmas miracle what they pulled off and there was nothing phony about it there's nothing fake about it there's no smoke and mirrors about it it's just punch them in the mouth right. right it's it's we want this worse than you want this you can have Taylor Swift up in the suite if you want her she can look down on your team and bless your team if you want that but we don't care we're going into Arrowhead in prime Christmas time and we're going to do a number on your magician quarterback. And I know Antonio very well from ESPN. I work closely with him. I know Michael knows him very well. Went to, to take a look at the inside Raiders practices and inside their facility. I know Richard knows him. But the Antonio I know has charismatic intensity about him, where when he right. speaks, you just listen to him. And to Richard's point, he is he's straight out of Compton. He was a Raider fan when the Raiders played in Los Angeles. He looks the part. He he acts the part because he is the part. He's part and parcel of Raider Nation. He is that guy. He, he can exude what, what silver and black really means, heart of hearts. And it was a beautiful thing to watch. And I'm assuming the son of Al Davis, Mark, is now thinking, well, I don't want to bless him yet. I don't want to give him... A long-term contract yet because we're playing at such a high level, we're on such a roll. Maybe we need to keep the carrot out there and let it let him sort of, you know, the team think right. we gotta play for him, we gotta win for him, we gotta win for him, gotta get him a deal, gotta get him a long-term deal. And I appreciate that, but you can make a case now that if you did bless him, if you did name him officially the head coach, and you did give him a, a longer term contract right here, right now, that might take this team to another level. Because it's all there. you you got all the pieces in place. And yet, to, to your points, <laughs> Aiden O'Connell throws for 62 yards. But but that kid, Zeus White, he's been a revelation the last two games in place of Josh Jacobs because they stole him in the fourth round right. of the draft out of Georgia because he was just in the rotation at Georgia. They had, like, four-headed monster at running back, So it was hard to draw a beat on just how good he would be, even though he was their best back. And look what he did again yesterday. They just ran it down. Kansas City's throw 22 for 145. That was the game. And then quickly, let's, let's look, before I hand the ball back to you guys, let's, let's look at those back-to-back turnovers with five minutes and then five seconds later in the, the right. second quarter, if we could see them. The first one, they get cute. This, this is Andy, right. you know, like, yeah, okay. Yeah. He, he's going circus yeah. on you. And they said, well, watch this. Right. Circus this. And then Patrick throws an out route, and and again, it was off coverage by Jack Jones, but go ahead, Richard. Right, but that's tape, that's study, that's study, though, that's study. That's That study tape on
4: that, yeah. that second that second interception, that touchdown, second touchdown, he, That's when he's rolling this way, we, 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 he was cluing the corner, he, he was, was cluing, cluing the quarterback. Rich, you see that cluing? That's great reason, great jumping. We were just talking about the other corner for the Dallas Cowboys. You, this is what I'm talking about. This is study. This is study. You got to know when a guy like that is going to try to make a play, what kind of plays he's made. And now do I trust my study? Do I jump this? Because a lot of people, Skip, will speak to that. You'll see it. Your brain will tell you, yeah, it's what you see. It's what you studied. And they'll still not jump it because they're afraid, because they're worried about making a mistake instead of winning the game like this kid does. Yep. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. You're right.
2: You're right. Fear and fatigue makes cowards of us all. <laughs> and a fear of making a mistake, fear of getting beat, is why corners don't make these great plays. They're just average corners. But that was a fantastic read, a fantastic belief. And back to Antonio Pierce and, and Mark Davis. Mark Davis gave, gave McDaniel a six-year deal. He hadn't proven anything <laughs> as a head coach in the They're National not. Football League. Yep, and he fair. still was confident enough to give him. This guy has coached right. your team. He as your players. Max Crosby will run through a wall and, and, and go to war for this man. And that's the best player on your team. Devontae yep. Adams, the same way. And if your superstars believe in a guy like that, and they're willing to fight and they're willing to do anything for him, that's your guy. And he is clearly their guy.
1: Mm. By the right, way. Right, right. And one, one yeah.
2: last
4: thing, one last thing. I know we gotta go one one last yeah. thing because, because we said something. Not only that, they gave a whole lot of money to John Gruden, of course, before that. Now hopefully, hopefully they still paying so much money to coaches that they say, hmm, we shouldn't we shouldn't try that again. Let's stay what we have in house and give those dudes there a chance to build something. Because yeah. that's what it feels like
1: they really wanna do. Don't go try to bring anything in. Let us build from inside. And, by the way, speaking of Devontae Adams, he caught one ball for four yards. If I told both of you he'll catch one ball for four yards, you'd say they got no shot, right? They got blown out. They got blown out. And guess who was as happy as anybody in that locker room last night was Devontae Adams. Trust me, right? Because this, yeah. <laughs> this is his
2: hometown team. This is this. is the team he grew up watching, grew up cheering for. Now on the offensive side of the ball, they may need some changes in
4: terms of bringing some. <laughs> oh, people they need in. a lot or of changes. They, 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 they need a lot of changes over there. They need some changes over there. But but they got now. Now remember what we're talking about. We're talking about with Dallas. We are talking skill and will. Dallas has the skill, but what kind of will are you having? Okay, so yeah, over the Raiders, it, it may not have all the
1: skill on offense, but you got the will, and that's what they're playing with right now. Beautifully said. Up next, we got to get back to the MVP debate. Who you got now? I got Lamar. Richards got. Ugh, here we go again. <laughs> 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 Okay, buckle up for this. Richard Sherman, you've been pushing Brock Purdy, even Christian McCaffrey for MVP. Your point being that Lamar Jackson just doesn't have MVP caliber statistics. So did last night change your mind at all about that? I'm not going first on this,
2: Skip, because I don't feel like being interrupted when I make my point. Oh. Go ahead, Keyshawn, because this is going to be destruction. Uh. <laughs> I, am, I am interested oh. to hear this perspective. So that's how we're going to play it.
1: Okay. This is okay. exactly how we're going to play it. All right. Uh, so look. You good with this, Keyshawn? I'm, I'm fine with it. <laughs> okay, here we go. So
3: here's what I would say, Richard. He locked up the MVP as far as I'm concerned last night because that's the biggest stage everybody watching Christmas night as Skip said earlier we've never seen this before in a long time 30 years in my generation of understanding football I hadn't seen him in 30 years yes so now we talk about two things Lamar Jackson is the reason that this offense goes it just goes we've seen him with him we've seen the Ravens without him he does not have Two other teammates, or better yet, another uh, a teammate fighting the split votes like McCaffrey, yeah. like Brock Purdy. So yeah. that's another nugget. On top of that, there is 14 players with more passing yards, mm-hmm. as I said before. And there's 13 players with, with more passing TDs in the NFL right now than Lamar. There's going to be gaudy numbers Mm -hmm. better and bigger than Lamar's by the end of the season. You're going to have guys like Matthew Stafford might have a few ticks more. You're going to have Jared Goff's a few ticks more. You're going to have Tua a few ticks more. None of those names that I just mentioned are even in the conversation for MVP. And their numbers are going to be better. One has already won the division. Another is trying to get into the playoffs. It most likely looked like the Rams are going to get in based on the way that they've been playing. Mm. Then on top of that, when you dive into this season alone, since you so fixated on the numbers, and I'm not talking about just passing statistics. I'm talking about a dual mm-hmm. threat, all everything together. Because Brock Purdy doesn't do exactly the same things that Lamar does. Lamar throws... 30-something hundred yards, running for 800-something. He's got 4,100 total yards. Brock Purdy has 4,100 total yards. Brock Purdy has 31 total touchdowns. Lamar has 24 total touchdowns. Brock Purdy doesn't have 40 to 24. It's 24 to 31. Hmm. You want to make it seem so egregious, and I understand. You play for the Niners, you cast a lot of checks (laughs) for the Niners. I understand that. I get that. Now, if you want to just talk about when trailing, when trailing— I'm just going to start off by saying Lamar Jackson passing yards when trailing is 685. You know what the TD, the interception ratio is? 6 to 1. Completion percentage 69. Passer rating 110. Now I'll go to Brock Purdy. Passing yards 1,000. 5 to 7 mm. interception touchdown ratio. When trailing. When trailing. Mm-hmm. So. That just goes to show you the importance. Completion percentage, 63.7. Passer rating, 82 compared to 110.3, which means Lamar is leading the league in that statistical category. Mm. Now you say to me, it doesn't matter. Yes, it matters. Here's why. Because I'd rather have a guy that can, just like he did last night, you can't tee off on him because you now got to worry about him pulling it down deciding to move around just like he did in hitting uh, uh, Nelson Aguilar in the corner of the end zone when they didn't know if he was going to run or he was going to throw. And you're sitting here trying to tell me that this dude is not the MVP of the National Football League based on some history. The league is not the same as it was a year ago, a year before that. The numbers aren't the same. Nobody's throwing for 49 touchdowns, 50 touchdowns. It's just not happening. So where we at right now, He's the MVP of the league, and I'll let you go ahead and
2: dig up whatever you want to dig
3: up.
2: Okay. I just wanted to make sure you were completely done. Um, so, again, you watch a game, and I love Lamar Jackson as much as anybody. I, You know, I've supported him the whole time. If he had his numbers that he had the MVP year, which was 43 touchdowns to six interceptions, 43 total, then we would be shouting from the rooftops he's the MVP of the league. So you're talking about... This team wouldn't be this. First off, we haven't seen them without him this year. So just like you said, no other years matter. He's been a starting quarterback for the Ravens this entire year. So don't make the point that no other year matters unless, you You know what I mean? But Josh Allen has 40 total touchdowns right now. Does that mean he's the MVP of the league? No, it does not. He's accounted for 83% of his team's touchdowns. 83. He. No QB is more important to their team right now than Josh Allen is to the Buffalo Bills. Mm. So you can argue whatever you want to argue. You can walk off because when you walk off, that means you don't have the power to make a conscious argument. And I hear you. The Baltimore Ravens defense had five turnovers last night. So when we watch that game and you watch them play against one of the best offenses in the National Football League and they have five turnovers and you tell me Lamar, Lamar Jackson was the reason they won that game then I I have a hard time with that because I'm sitting there watching the game. And I'm like, dang, that defense is giving them trouble. Five turnovers. So, again, we talk about every other year before this. Every other year before this. Every other quarterback. So, we're going to go. The percentage of touchdowns the quarterback was responsible for. So, last year, Patrick Mahomes, 76%. He was responsible for 76% of the team's touchdowns the year before. Aaron Rodgers, 77. The year before, Aaron Rodgers again, 80%. The year before, Lamar Jackson. This very Lamar Jackson that we're talking about was responsible for 74% of his team's touchdowns. And before that, Patrick Mahomes at 79%. But this year, we're talking about Lamar Jackson and the percentage of touchdowns he's responsible for is 55. That's not the same. So I like him as much as anybody else. But if you're telling me that... Nothing from previous years matters that, hey, we're just going to throw away all logic for MVP voting that has happened in the past five years, then cool, I guess weak stats don't matter, but they have mattered in every other argument. When we talk about defensive player of the year, when we're talking about offensive player of the year, when we're talking about every other category, Coach of the Year. These stats matter, but we're just going to throw them out now because it's convenient for your argument? I don't think Mm. so. So you're talking about a year where the quarterbacks aren't playing well? Then it's probably going to Tyreek Hill or Christian McCaffrey. And they played the Miami Dolphins. I love how you say the stats don't matter when he's been middle of the pack in every category this year. So you're saying the MVP of the league is middle of the pack in every single category. Pass and completion percentage, yardage, touchdowns, Rushing touchdown, like what, like you're not giving me anything to say. Usually when the MVP of the league, they're number one in at least multiple categories. There's not one category he's number one in. Mm. So when you're making this argument, Keyshawn, you're not making an argument based in statistics, concrete information that you can hang your hat on. You're basing it off of, you said one game, the eye test, BS like that. I hear you, but that's nothing to argue.
1: Uh, Richard, I, I mean, don't even you have noticed, a rebuttal. But, um, Keyshawn I know you don't. couldn't process your argument to the point that he, he had to go to the I don't even a have a rebuttal. Yeah. Because the, fact, I that you think, I the fact
3: that you think because they got five turnovers, or better yet four. I don't even want to count Sam Darn. That was garbage time. Four turnovers, I think they scored on every last one. I, I think they,
2: they did not. They did I, I, not. I said, I, know, think, did, I, I, said that I think you clearly I said I think no, no, I don't want to hear think. to hear facts. Yeah, I, okay. They scored on I, seven they straight. Sco- they
3: scored a lot. Yeah. At some point yes, they had you had three turnovers in the first half. They scored 13 four, 16 points. At mm-hmm. the bottom line is they capitalized on it and they scored points, man. St- just stop with it, Richard. I get it. So just stop Richard, with what? I get it. Make
2: an argument with, based in facts, Keyshawn. That's I, all I I'm gave you, to you do. You're I gave you plenty. Anything. I gave you plenty, and you didn't give me so enough to win an he, argument. So why is he the
3: leader on the leaderboard and all the odds makers? If I don't know what I'm talking about and you do, the there's, a, there's every every week it changes, Keyshawn. I, I, yeah. That yeah. I mean, it did. Yeah,
2: but it it certainly night. changed after last night. Yep. Yes, it that is. It changes every week.
1: Okay. And, all and right. the, the favorites for
2: Super Bowl change every week. Like, what, what does it matter?
1: So, Richard, remember, every year is a snowflake. It's all different. You you have to process all the information that's happening right before your very eyes. Thank you. And you see that the only stat that seems to matter right now, that rises to the top, is twelve and three. That's what the Ravens are. Because I think even you would admit. This man has a lot to do with it. He is the leader, the playmaker, the driving force of the Ravens in the locker room, on the sideline, in the huddle, and with the football in his hands. And if you look hard at his stats, he has rushed the ball for 786 yards. And among quarterbacks, that's 231 yards more than anybody else, Justin Fields is second. So he is dominating running the football as a quarterback. And if we're just going to do touchdown passes, my guy, Dak Prescott, still has one more than Brock Purdy. But you don't hear me making any case for Dak to be the MVP for the last couple of weeks because he's not. Because he went on the road and he failed completely at Buffalo and he played just okay at Miami. He did not play like an MVP at Miami. So then you put into the context. Remember, (laughs) who is? Lamar's favorite receiver. Who was his security blanket? It was Mark Andrews. And he lost him to a hip drop tackle. Maybe he'll come back at the end of the year. I, I don't know. It's, it seems doubtful to me. And he continues to lose running backs by the week. He lost Keith Mitchell. He lost J.K. Dobbins. And they keep just recycling and going back to the tried and true. And you, you can't tell me that they're loaded on offense the way the 49ers are loaded on offense. And I, I give you, even McCaffrey's argument is still very strong. And he had a very good game last night. He, he's 338 yards ahead of the next in, next uh, running back. It's Kyron Williams at rushing. And his total combined yards are 300 more than anybody else, more than Tyreek. So I, I give you McCaffrey even more than I give you Brock Purdy right now. But the point is, in the end, you, you just have to eye test it because – the Ravens are going to beat the Dolphins. If, if they don't, you gotta know we'll flip it around. We'll, we'll do it next Monday. But I believe they're going to the Ravens will beat the Dolphins at Baltimore, then they'll beat the Steelers in Baltimore, and they're gonna finish 14 and three with the number one seed in the AFC. And I think they will rise up into being the Super Bowl favorite because the 49ers are still slightly above them as the Super Bowl favorite. But if all that happens, I think you're gonna have to give it up and give in to the fact this is a new year, a different year. The mold has been shattered. And even with lower overall stats, you, you would have to say then Lamar has been the most valuable player in the league.
2: Then we'll, then we'll change the way they view MVP. you just got to be the quarterback of the best team in the league with the best record. I got you, Skip. The stats, well, it, that's what it always helps the
1: that you cool. are. That's <clears throat> no, often the case. No, it, 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 it,
2: and, and it helps that you're over 70% responsible for your team's touchdowns. So those are the patterns that this league has shown For every year before today. I mean, so, okay, I got you, Skip. But I'm saying the way you're saying it, like this is concrete. And and if he had the stats that he had in 2018 when he won it, this would be concrete. This wouldn't matter if he won or lost in, in, in Miami next week against Miami. It wouldn't matter because his stats are so overwhelming that you would say, I mean, regardless of what happens, He's got the numbers. He's the MVP. It's clear and evident. That's not the case this year. And I I like Lamar as much as anybody, but just I'm a numbers guy.
1: Okay, but did drops count? Because for a while, they were leading the league in drops. They had two big drop games that really hurt his numbers.
2: I mean, every team that – I think Kansas City's lead them in drops, so do I say Patrick Mahomes is the MVP and that uh, we should count those drops against his, his touchdowns? No, that's not what we do, Skip. That's not, we don't play the what-if game. What concrete numbers do you have and what ones do you not have? And that's what we go with. I'll take a dude that's going to give me a
3: combination, a total package, leadership in the locker room, 4,800 yeah. yards both on the ground and in the air all day long as my MVP with the best record in the league, with the home field advantage throughout the playoffs. I'm signing up for that all day long. I'm sorry.
2: I'm just that's just me. I, I don't know where you found 4,800 yards at. Well, well, at the, of, at, at, the end, the end at the end yeah. of the at the end. I'm projecting at the end of I, the
3: season. I'm projecting at the end of the season. That's what I'm projecting. Total be me between him running and throwing by the time we get to the end of the season, he' gonna be at that number that everybody like. I always used to tell people, Skip, about certain style quarterbacks like Lamar. If a dude gives you 4000 yards in passing and 30 touchdowns in passing and Lamar gives you 2000 in passing and 2000 in run or, or yeah mm-hmm. 2000 running in 15 and 15 what's the difference mm. what's the difference it's the same thing we won we 12 and whatever we won we going to playoffs
1: yep why do so, I have so to have a quarterback so, so to, throwing to the this ball logic for to, the
2: numbers to this logic so if Tua Tunga-Vailoa beats Lamar, he's the MVP? Is that, that, that if, what we're Tua, saying
3: if, if Tua beats Lamar, he's going to jump yeah. significantly.
1: Significantly.
3: Significantly. So he's on the road, at, so, so in the rain, or in the cold, and the snow, he's going to jump significantly, probably with Tyreek Hill.
1: Yeah. All right, let's leave it there. So, okay. Agree to disagree on this one. We got to get back to the Dallas Cowboys and the Niners. I'm gonna tell you up next why the Cowboys can beat the 49ers in a playoff game in San Francisco, and Richard can laugh some more.
0: (laughs) Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers, to string trimmers and more, Right now, save $30 on the American-made steel FS-56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS-56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Here's what
1: I tweeted early in the fourth quarter of last night's Ravens-Niners yes. game with Baltimore leading 33-12 to 12 at that point. And I quote... Tonight is why I'd give the Dallas Cowboys a decent shot of winning a playoff game at San Francisco if they could first win at Tampa-Baker. Obviously, Baker and the Bucks have caught fire. They've won four in a row. They put themselves in position to win the NFC South with New Orleans visiting Tampa this Sunday. Final game at Carolina. But I still believe the Cowboys could win a first-round playoff game at Tampa as they did last year over Tom Brady and the Bucks. Richard, your reaction to my tweet, please.
2: <laughs> skip, I ain't got no reaction to that. Skip, you, you, you know you know that's not the truth. Skip, skip there, there was nothing that you watched last night that had anything to do with Dallas Cowboys. Skip, mm-hmm. The Baltimore Ravens defense is a totally different defense, totally different scheme, totally different organization. They... Like we just said, they bullied, they played physical, they enforced their will, they had four sacks in the game, they had five turnovers in the game, they were incredible offensively. Lamar Jackson played a great game, they ran the ball well, they passed the ball well, they schemed them up. Well, I don't see how any of that translates, Unless I mean, that's like translating Chinese to Spanish, to, to, to Arabic, to, like to Greek, I mean, and then trying to say that's English. Skip, I don't see what you're seeing. That was a good game by the Baltimore Ravens. Now, it should give the Baltimore Ravens confidence that they can beat the San Francisco 49ers, no question about it, but I don't see what you saw. I saw
1: Brock Purdy unravel. I saw right. him almost throw five interceptions and pull off some circus play that could have created a sixth turnover, and I saw a a pass rush that got after him just the way our pass rush can get after any quarterback on any given Sunday. I saw my team go out to San Francisco last year after it went to Tampa and it sent Tom Brady into the sunset. The score was 31 to 14 and Dak played arguably the best game of his professional career. He threw four touchdowns to no interceptions. He had a QBR of 97. That was his career high, scale zero to 100. So they did that. They went to Tampa and sent Brady into the sunset. Then they went to San Francisco and they lost 19 to 12. They held Brock Purdy to 19 points. They held Christian McCaffrey in check the whole game. He did no damage whatsoever. And if Dak Prescott had not thrown two interceptions in the second quarter, I believe we would have had a real shot to win that game. There's no reason we can't repeat, rinse and repeat. Go to Tampa and beat Baker in the box. Go to San Francisco and play the hell out of them. And lose. No, no. You're right, Skip. There's no reason
2: to say you can't rinse and repeat. Beat Tampa and go to San Francisco and go home.
4: You're totally right. Okay, (laughs) go, Michael. Back me up. Sherb, you're funny, Sherb. He is funny. let, let, Let me tell you where I land where I land on this. And, 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 and I, too, also watch a game like this, thinking about, okay, what, what's the path? I told you that last week when I watched the Rams, I said, oh, the Rams can give me something. You know what I mean? And maybe the Rams can go knock off San Fran because I didn't want to go face them. But, but when I talk about these two teams, let me, t- let me tell you why I say this. And, and, and the matchup, that's great for the Dallas Cowboys, Is always going to be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers over the matchup, like what I see in San Francisco. Dallas plays a defense that's stylistically great. It's great for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We got a fast defense. You know, um, Tampa's coming right at you. San Francisco, uh, the Dolphins, the Rams, the Lions. Even the Lions, but we're facing them at home. These are offenses that have so much eye candy and so much eye, so much movement that a lot of times Dallas is not great at locating, and they get lost in the eye candy. And all of the speed that use that we use for our good is now used against us because we're running the set wrong way. Let's let me take you into. Uh, more particular situation here. You saw what, uh, what what they did to Dallas a couple weeks ago, right? What Buffalo did to Dallas when they kept moving the running back over, so so they could switch the linebackers and then attacking the smaller linebacker. What did Miami do? Miami saw that. Miami took Raheem Mostert, moved him over. When we almost cut, got the complete stop of the Dolphins down on the goal line, Miami said, remember when we shift the running backs, they shift linebackers. So Miami shift Mostert over and then ran all slants and then creeped them back out on the one side. That's when he caught that little one-handed touchdown. Yep. You see what I'm saying? See, teams like San Francisco, they beat you with the scheme, and they scheme you up. In Dallas, we use speed to run in the wrong direction a lot of times against teams like that. But teams like Tampa, they come right at you. And now Dallas can use its speed to to, to, to go and attack Tampa Bay the speed they can't go and use and attack San Francisco because they're thinking too much and running the wrong area and running the wrong place. Now, Skip, what you brought up is absolutely true. If you stop, don't don't stop thinking and go hit people in the mouth. Just stop thinking. Don't, don't let them put you in conflict. That front four, you get to the quarterback, everything changes then. And that's what Baltimore did. Dallas has the talent they to do, do it. Uh, shoulders down. I don't know if they have the mentality or the hunger to do it. That's that, and that,
1: that's my concern: the mentality, right. shoulders up, and the hunger in their gut. Okay, so Richard, you played for these Bucks. You know a lot of the the current Bucks. Do you think Dallas could go win at Tampa?
2: Yeah, I mean, a lot of these current Bucks were there when y'all won last year. That's uh-huh. right. It, but the difference this year, I think, is David Canales. And obviously, Tom being kind of kind of in his twilight at that position at, at that point of the season last year. Baker Mayfield is playing some of the best football of his he career is. right now. Agreed. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't necessarily know if they can beat you guys. I know Todd Bowles will come up with a better scheme than he did last year yeah. defensively to frustrate Dak. But I think you guys are a more talented team in the end. But do not sleep on Mike Evans
1: and Chris Godwin oh, Lord, and what they right. can do no.
2: if, if they get hot.
1: No, I I hear you. Okay, Richard, I know you watched Dallas at Miami. I want you to think about this. Miami scored, obviously, 70 in that same arena on the Denver Broncos. So that offense that was number one in the NFL going into that game managed to score one touchdown. It went one and four in the red zone, one out of four in the red zone. And their kicker was 6 of 16 on 50 plus yard kicks going into that game. He made all 3 of his 50 plus oh. yard kicks. So, they maxed out from the kicking position cuz he made all 5 obviously, but 3 from 50 plus that you would think he wouldn't he'd miss one or two of those. So, my right. point is that was a pretty good defensive effort even though Mike Michael and I agreed that that In the end, we just didn't feel like we would be able to stop Tua with three minutes and 27 seconds left when they just needed a field goal, and we couldn't. But the point was, it was an overall pretty impressive defensive effort from the Dallas Cowboys. So you, you have to give them some credit that, that they do have the capability of going on the road and doing some good things, because those were some great things that they did at Miami.
2: No question. They definitely have the capacity to do great things. Um, They played well against Philadelphia. They didn't win that game, but defensively, they did do some great things. You always bring up the stat of Jalen Hurts only having three passing yards in the fourth quarter. This defense can be effective on the road at times, but just like the Buffalo game, it's the sacks that you're concerned about, Skip, because you're talking about why the Baltimore Ravens game against San Francisco gave you hope because you thought your pass rush could be similar to what they did but your pass rush on the road has been kind of non-existent. I think they had two sacks in the game last week uh, against Tua vailoa and this Miami offensive line. I I just think that's the Achilles heel that's missing. That's the ingredient that's missing on the road, at least from this defense, along with the turnovers. You know, the turnovers at home, they're feasting. They're feasting off these turnovers. On the road, again, they're disappearing. And so I think those are the things that if they're going to win on the road against... The Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the first round of the playoffs, they're going to need to get more sacks, and they're going to need to
1: turn the ball over. Okay, and to your point, we are 25th in the NFL in road takeaways. We feast at home. We do not feast on the road. We don't feast on the quarterback on the road either. Michael, your thoughts.
4: And, and, but you guys yeah. are hitting the nail on the head with exactly what we're talking about. Especially, especially. That's why I always said this defense, I, I never said it was a shutdown defense. I said it was a turnover defense. I shut down defenses, I are, are not, I, turnover defense is what win Super Bowls because you're getting the ball back and giving the office time to score points. But my, skip, and, keep, uh, this is what I say. If you're even if you're turning the ball over and your offense is not putting up points on the road, that 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 still is a problem. So first we gotta get that offense back to playing like it plays at home. Then the turnovers the defense get can really matter. Right now, you're not even scoring on the road. So we get the turnovers, what do they matter? Unless
1: Deron Bland wanna give us some more pick sixes. We'll take those all day. <laughs> all right. Thank you. All right, we gotta get back to the Kansas City Chiefs because they're imploding on the field and even more so on the sideline. Could this be the Taylor Swift effect? We debate next.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on Select Battery Tool Sets. Real steel. Offer valid on Select AK System sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
1: Man, what a nightmarish game it was at home on Christmas Day for the Chiefs. <laughs> In the second quarter, Travis Kelsey fired his helmet into the ground on the sideline and was confronted by Andy Reid, who wound up body-bumping Kelsey to drive his home, drive home his point. Then Patrick Mahomes was seen screaming at his offensive lineman. And Taylor Swift was once again up in the box, cheering for her man, wearing her Sam. number 87 Santa hat and her cap and her Chiefs. But... You now have to wonder if her megastar presence is starting to distract the Chiefs, who just don't look right. Starting with Mahomes, Mahomes said after the game that if the Chiefs can just clean things up, they can beat anybody. You buying that? So Keyshawn, you first scale of one to ten, how much trouble are the Chiefs in? I, I,
3: look, okay. So you 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 ask how much trouble. Now I'm gonna ask you, trouble in what? Making the playoffs, winning the division. I think they win the division. I think they clinch next week against the Cincinnati Bengals. And
1: now you look at one about winning it all. Like like they're the defending champs. They they started the season off in
3: trouble, as far as I was concerned. Remember, I picked the Ravens to come out of the AFC. So at the start of the season, they were already in trouble. They couldn't continue doing what they did—five straight AFC Championship games at home. I didn't have them missing the playoffs. I just had them on the road, potentially, for the playoffs. Now which they'll is, get a home game, yeah. and then they'll go on the road. And most likely, they're going to have to go through Baltimore in order to get to Las Vegas. Well, which they, is They a, still
1: haven't clinched the division yet. Well, they'll, they'll, uh, they, I mean, if I, the I Raiders they, went out and they lose out, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but I think they beat Cincinnati, yeah, especially Jamar Chase
3: not yep. in the line. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Yep. So, a 1-10, to 10, I give it a 7. Mm. Here's the type of team, look. They're veteran, they have enough veteran players on both sides of the ball that understand how to win because they've won Super Bowls. They got a head Mm. coach who's a veteran head coach. All great teams have this kind of slippery slope that makes everybody go into a sure panic. Now all of a sudden, they go on the road after they win at home against whoever, I don't know. Then they go on the road and they get the divisional game, most likely on the road at, at some team. That has a better record than them, maybe Miami, maybe Baltimore. Maybe. And then when you look at it, you say to yourself, can they beat those teams? Mm. Yeah. When they when you get to where that you get to that point, now we can reassess what they actually look like. Yes, they don't look good right now. They miss Eric Bien and me so much. Agreed. They just really do.
1: And in the end, I still think that they're going to be a team. To be reckoned with come playoff time. By the way, how would you have responded mm. if your coach had sort of hip checked you like that as he was scolding you?
3: Oh, I wouldn't. I'd would have did just like Kelsey left it alone. I've been grabbed by coaches and <laughs> pushed by coaches and, you know, sworn by co- all that. So I'm. He's a veteran. Andy Reid knows him. He right. knows his players, Michael. Yeah, so right. that's he yeah. what, what you want him to do? Push him back? He ain't gonna do that.
4: that <laughs> right, you know, right. Nah. No, that's a love bump. That's, yeah, a, love that's bump. a love bump. That's like, not a bad thing. your that's head not a out bad of your thing. new what? Let's right, go. You right, know that right. sort of You know. Right, that's you know you my dude. We gonna get this going. Yes. Come on now, let's go. Yeah, let's that, go. That, that wasn't that's not like what, what Russell went through with Coach no. Payton on the side. <laughs> no, Good no. Point. That's a love bump. That's like, buddy, well, you know, I trust you, we're gonna get this right. We gonna, it just don't let's not get frustrated. Yes. But this is why I say, this but that's why I say we're way past one to ten scale here. Mm. We're way past a one to ten scale. This this is not just about the frustration of this particular game. I've been in this before. This is about the frustration of seeing a dynasty dissipate and disappear Mm -hmm. right in front of you. Think about all the things that you have had and you can check them off. Bam, don't worry about this. Bam, don't worry about that as we chalk up the, the season. You used to chalk up, oh, we got we got the Broncos twice. We chalked them up. We been beating yep. them forever. Knock that off the list. Uh, that's who wins. Oh, 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 we got the Raiders. Oh, oh, okay, the, Ra- the Raiders. Knocked them off the list. Yep. Right? We, we know we can beat them. Not this year. We don't know anymore. Because this year, they showed you something different. Mm. They showed you for the first time, which tampered with your mind now, you're not that same team. You're not that dynasty. You can't turn it on. When you see those helmets getting thrown on the sideline, that's my god. We can't. We used to We used to turn it on right now and take off. We used to have fun plays. Now, now those fun plays were were a result of us just blowing everybody out having fun. Yep. Now they're trying to put fun plays in so the whole team can get back to having fun. Different perspective. Mm. Way past 10. This thing is blown up, imploded, whatever word you want to use, but it's way past 10. And it's not just can they win? Yeah, they can win. But it, 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 they they got to get their minds right now because they're it, it has infested the others. Confidence is a contagious thing. That's why playing around a patch with Patrick Mahomes is great, because he plays with such great confidence. I'm in a Travis Kelsey. You can give people confidence. But when they have been playing so bad around you, it looks like they are affecting those guys' confidence. I got Travis Kelsey dropping an easy pass yesterday. Easy pass. Passes he always catch, you know, and now he's on the sideline because he's saying the same thing I'm saying right now. I'm letting these jokers' virus get in my computer, and now I'm dropping passes and losing confidence. That's the problem that's going on in Kansas Mm. City. They didn't just lose the game. They're losing themselves which means they'll lose that dynasty
1: mm. so michael you're beyond 10 on the scale you're 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 in big trouble yeah, right it, The thing because i've seen it before i know where it is i was sitting
4: in that office and dion came up to me was talking about something i think chan gailey was in by that time yep. and he was saying man we got to do this i said i looked at him and said time it's over <laughs> he was trying to get us to do some other things. Wow. I swear, it hurt me. It hurt me, but I had to realize it. I said, hey, man, it's over. You could tell, Skip, Key, when you went on the football field, how other teams look at you. Yeah. I saw the fear all those other years. That's I said, true. oh, my God, we're about to kill this team. And then after those t- things, that, when that thing turned— Man, I saw the hunger. They were like, boy, we finna pay y'all back for all those times y'all beat us there. And it was a whole different monster. I had to tell D.L., I said, time, it's over, buddy. It's over. And that's when it was over. Well, you agree?
3: I I don't know. See, when we start saying things like on a scale to 110, it's over. What's over? The running to the Super Bowl? Yeah, that might
4: be over. That might be no, a rule. No, no you're, ch- you're chasing history. No, 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 no. We weren't talking about him winning one. We were talking about him oh, passing so you, Tom Brady so, 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 and becoming so, the champ, so, becoming but the best. A, but see, All that's
3: over. But play All me. that's over. That's a different conversation because that's not over. That's not over. Chasing is not over. One bad season, not going to the Super Bowl. We watched, and, and, and this is not going to turn into a conversation about Tom Brady, but right, the fact right, right, that you right, mentioned right, right. it, we saw Tom Brady go through a stretch okay ten years I think skip yeah when they didn't win a Super Bowl so it's that's not over it just looks like that this is going to be a um a a, a, a regrouping so to speak of what Kansas City
1: is up against yeah. they got to reshuffle the deck is all okay to me just because it is starting to unravel on the field because Travis Kelsey doesn't look healthy I'm not sure Mahomes is healthy but because it's teetering, that Taylor Swift effect from on high, is, is, she is a megastar of stars, and Mahomes' wife is up there in the box with her, and all of a sudden it it starts to creep in your mind that we have to deal with this. We have to de- They get asked that's questions constantly. That's a bit much, yeah? that, that,
3: that, that's a a bit much for me. To, to, what I mean by that is I understand that, right. that, that they're boys, right? I understand that they're boys, but... Like you said, Skip, they cool. up there to get it. – that's a lot. It's just it's a, lot. a lot. It's
1: a lot, a lot of stuff on top of the battles that you're now facing on the field. So uh, let me go one other direction about Mahomes. Their offense, and, and maybe it's your Eric me effect or lack thereof. Hey, I've been
3: saying it since they, they started teetering at the beginning of the year. Okay. the offense looked different in the common denominator,
1: as I said. Matt Nagy here okay. from Chicago, Eric me out. Okay, how many times yesterday did Patrick Mahomes take the snap and drop back and look and look and look again? And then he escapes to his right and then he wheels and he comes back to his left. It seems like every play turns into a backyard play because he's more comfortable creating in the backyard than doing it on time, on rhythm, in the progression. Nobody's
4: getting open. It 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 may be. be It It, 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 may be. And this is. And, and Skip, that's exactly yeah. what I want to talk about because, Key, that's why I say it is over. Now, I'm not saying he may ne- he won't ever win a Super Bowl. He could do that. He, but we were talking about him in the ways of catching Tom Brady. Let me tell you why he's not going to do that. He's not going to be able to run like that for the next 20 years and move around and buy that kind of time. Tom did it with less talent, and he raised them up by getting rid of the ball quickly. It didn't use his body. He didn't require the the, the moving around and all those things. All he required was boom, boom, boom. I'm going to take this talent. I'm going to play inside-out football. I'm going to throw this ball quick even before you can get to me. Now, yep. Patrick Mahomes' way is, I, okay, if I take less talent like Tom Brady, I'm not going to pre-snap beat you. I'm going to post-snap beat you. And post-snap beating you means I got to run around a lot, and he's going to get older and not be able to run like that. That's why he's not going to be able to catch Tom Brady. He may still win a few, but you had to be on this consistent course to catch Tom Brady, and that consistency has fallen out.
3: Well, last year year when he lost Tyreek Hill, defenses played him different. They wanted him to stay more patient. And everybody kept saying, well, he can't do it. He can't do it. He can't do it. Eventually, he started doing that and dinking and dunking and Stan yeah. more patient and methodically yeah. moving yeah. the football down the field. But Skip, Eric Bieniemy was on the sideline. He was. He's not on the sideline nope. right now. So, nope. you know, unless somebody or Andy Reid or something like that gets to him and gets him to understand those sort of things, yeah. then we may see what
1: we see. Yesterday, continue for a short period of time
3: until they fix it.
1: Yeah, very good point. Great point. I, I love the Brady is pre-snap, Mahomes is post-snap. That's how they play. That's right. that's who they are in the end. And what's the Cowboys? Right. We're no snap. Get on, man. Get on. We're, we're. <laughs> All right. Speaking of the Cowboys, hey. in a moment, we have to deal with the Eagles. And to me, today. the Eagles still look like pretenders instead of contenders. Maybe the Cowboys are too, but we'll debate next.
0: No mercy. No mercy.
1: back down. Once again, your turn, hashtag undisputed live. Here we go with the first tweet. Richard Sherman versus Keyshawn Johnson.
4: Yeah, that's yeah a it was ride. good
1: today. It was good today. It's been
4: good. It's been good today. <laughs> good. It's I been good. It. i enjoyed watching. Irv, were you entertained, man? I, I, are you not entertained? I was saying I had to go to the bathroom. when the block, I was out. I couldn't even leave. I got a hold. Really? I held it just to watch yeah, you guys. That's,
1: I, that's a real compliment. Shit. You held it. That yeah, it was good. Squeeze number it was two. Good. This is the Raiders in Arrowhead yesterday from the <laughs> show. Yeah, no, that's true. Touché. Well done. And number three, this is Cam Newton watching the Ravens 49ers game alike. Remember, Cam <laughs> said that Brock Purdy was a game manager, not a difference maker. I, I think he was trying to be a difference maker for all the wrong reasons, but... Cam. Um, <laughs> all right. The Eagles barely survived another backup quarterback yesterday, this time at home, as Tyrod Taylor threw into the end zone on the final play with the shot at a touchdown, two point conversion to force overtime. So, Michael Irvin, how big a threat to you are the Eagles now as we head toward the postseason? I, I still think the Eagles
4: are a huge threat. It, it's not. We see them go through a three-game skid, and we say, oh, okay. Um, Is is this team anywhere near what they were last year, getting to get back to a Super Bowl? Let me tell you something. The leadership that this team has says, yes, they can get back. Even after that game the other night, you could tell. You can tell. I I read where where somebody was saying Merry Christmas to – Jalen hurts. Jalen, like, is it Christmas? You know, I don't. Even though we just won the game, I don't know nothing about this right now. There's no joy here because mm-hmm. even though we won the game, we're really looking at where we're supposed to be. We're trying to get to where we're supposed to be. We will get to where we're supposed to be. So I like the way they are talking. They are talking, you know. And even as opposed, Dallas loses the game and try to pull something out of it, saying, "Well, you know." We didn't make that last drive. Shut up. You're lost. Get, yep. Get out right. of here with that. I, I, let me tell that. Let me say that on TV. I just want you to be in pain and in anguish and in and, and hurt Israel. and, and yep. go and search the reason that happened and make sure it doesn't happen again. I want the deep pain to match the talent you have on the field. That's what I see with the Philadelphia Eagles and Jalen Hurst. He's not going to let them play sub pro football forever. They got back in the winning track yesterday, and they'll get back to playing better these next, last few games going into the playoffs. Dallas and everybody else got to do the same thing. Mm. Richard? Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's still a big threat.
2: I mean, anytime you have Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, Darius Slay, um, Lane Johnson, awesome. you know, Hassan Hall of Famer, Hassan Reddick, uh, Jason Kelsey, the playmakers all day, always open AJ Brown, the playmakers they have on that team. And uh, along with Jalen hurts, you're going to be dangerous, uh, come playoff time. Are they feeling great right now? Are their fans probably feeling great? Probably not. Because again, after the loss, they just had, I knew that they, you know, they know everybody in the world knows they're going to play a few inferior opponents. You're going to play the giants twice. And I think they got Arizona, uh, the Arizona, Arizona. Arizona. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't about whether they're going to win or lose those games. It's about how they win or lose those games. You know, it, it True. they wanted to win yeah. convincingly, they wanted to show, hey, Matt Patricia is the right decision at defensive coordinator. So maybe you want to hold him under. 17 points or something. So just to give the team confidence, you know this isn't the greatest opponent in the world. This isn't a a preview of what's going to happen in the playoffs, but you want to show, hey, we we demoted Sean Desai and we promoted Matt Patricia so that was the right decision. You can see it by the results. And that's not necessarily what you got. You got a loss to the Seattle Seahawks um, and then you got the the New York Giants scoring 25 points and a chance to win the ball game or a chance to tie the ball game at the end. Great play by Keely Ringo uh, to intercept the football, but I don't think anybody's looking at this offense and this defense and saying, "Man, they they fixed the problems that they had." You know, and this is a lot of this is schematically. You know, you could say Jalen Hurts played a solid game outside of the pick six to Dory Jackson. Um, he played a pretty solid game. They ran the ball pretty well, but. Still, you see a lot of the same concepts schematically. You see a lot of the same issues, the, the same reads where you're like, man, they have to, like, like Herb was saying, you got to put some window dressing on it. You got to do some other things to give the defense a different look. And they yeah. haven't done that. So no, I'm still concerned.
1: Not. So I hear what both of you are saying about the Eagles on paper. They are highly impressive on paper but that's the eighth straight game on the football field. They have not impressed me. They have not convinced me because that's the eighth game in a row in which they have been highly unconvincing. And we had those four to start with where they were on the razor's edge. They were teetering on the cliff's edge and they kept pulling them out. And then all of a sudden they took three L's. And then yesterday, just when it looked like they were about to make a mockery of the New York football giants as they went to tie rod in the second half. Then if we could see it, Jalen threw, as Richard pointed out, the pick six to Dory Jackson. If we could see it, please. Pick six. And I I wasn't ready for this. He just is a little bit of an overthrow. And Dory's off to the races. And then Jalen horse collars him and yanks him down. At least he tried to tackle him. And, okay, so we had that. And then when, when I least expected it, then Tyrod goes deep to Slayton for 69 more yards and a touchdown if we could see this. And all of a sudden I'm saying, are you serious? We got a game in Philadelphia. And Blankenship, to me, Richard, I don't know what you think. I just think he's just a guy at safety, just a guy. He tries hard, plays hard. I know he gives you all he's yeah, got. I think he's a solid, reliable guy. Yeah, okay. But me. not in this area. Not right here. Not in no, that area. Not, not right, there. there. Okay. Not right so here. so then we have Tyrod on the final play from the 26-yard line throwing into the end zone. And I still don't understand what happened to Saquon on the back line of the end zone because it looked like he got knocked down. And he jumped up and was complaining yeah. about it. But as Richard points out, Ringo, the, the kid that Richard knows very well, helped sort of tutor him going into the draft. Um, I, I don't know what happens to Saquon. It looks like he gets – Somebody knocks him down. I think he's the intended receiver. I don't know. You can see him go down at the back line. And he jumps up and is screaming to the referee. It just looked like he got knocked out of the the play. I I don't know. Maybe anything goes on those. It's not exactly a Hail Mary, but it's the equivalent of.
4: But guys latch on, uh, Skip. They latch on, and, and, and if you're t- near a back line, an in line, they're trying to push you out of bounds to declare you ineligible. So so you can see Saquon was on the back line. There was somebody on the other sideline. They were trying to keep him out, push him out of bounds. The sideline is my friend, and they're going. And the trust sideline tries to help
1: me. That's what yep. they're doing there. Okay. So the, right. the big picture of this is— Has Jalen really played very well for about this back half of the season? Not really. And I love him. I'm his biggest supporter. But he has not played the way he played last year down the stretch this year. And they're paying the price for it. And to to me, they still have the weapons. Again, when, when I look at it on paper, I say, wow. And then they don't play up to paper on the field.
4: Right, right. And Skip, let me yeah. tell you well, let me tell you what they what I think they're dealing with, and they've been dealing with it all year. And I don't know why they haven't come over, because the reality is they, they're dealing with the pain and they didn't get the ring. You yeah. see what I mean? It's you were in the way. Super yeah. Bowl. Yeah. You were in the Super Bowl, you were there. But I'm talking about even this season, I'm not talking about just dealing with the pain of losing. I'm talking about now you gotta deal with the pain of seeing Dude. everybody and they're measuring their game and their season by you because you were in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So you're getting the same. Same thing the champions got, but you didn't get the ring ring. You getting the pain they got. Everybody's measuring by you, but you didn't get the ring. And you got to get your head up out of that and get back on this track to say, I need that ring. And then you'll match the hunger of those guys that you're playing up against.
1: Mm, Man, it's it always happens that way.
4: Yeah, go ahead, Richard.
1: Yeah, I think yeah. you're
4: totally
2: right, Irv. That's the hardest thing to come back after a Super Bowl loss and feel like, man, we should have won it. And then you, you right, you are taking everybody's best punch. And for the most part, earlier in the season, they
4: were they were weathering the storm. You know, they were finding ways
2: right. to win. Well, they that got game.
1: and wanting. yeah,
4: barely, barely. Like Skip talked about, barely. And it's a razor's edge. And when you lose that edge, then it tilts the other way. But but to that, well, I think they pull a lot of things out of this game. What you guys just showed. That defense stood up and made the play to win the game in the end. And, and earlier, right, when when they went down and scored, and they needed a drive from Philadelphia, most, the, one of the best throws I ever see Jalen Hurts make, that throw right over the top of that backer, yeah, right to A.J. Brown on that big third. I was like, wow, that was an incredible throw. So they made the play offensively, then they got up and made the play defensively, and they can walk off with the head up high and try to use that as a marker as a marker and I talked about this as a demarcation this is what we're doing the rest of the year we got, we, it may look ugly but in the end we're going to make the play to win the game and you still got a shot to win a Super Bowl.
1: Alright in a moment we talk Ravens again they are a three point favorite at home over the Dolphins in the next game of the year wait only a three point favorite that yeah. sounds like more disrespect to me The Ravens opened as a three-point favorite, now bet up to a a three-and-a-half-point home favorite for the next game of the year. This is Dolphins at Ravens next Sunday for home field advantage in the AFC. So, Keyshawn, what does this point spread tell you? Well, as you always say, three points for the home team. Mm -hmm.
3: It it just says that money's coming in on Baltimore. Yep. I'm not a big point spread guy because I like to look at the eye test, not necessarily the money line. I think that when I look at the Miami Dolphins versus Baltimore and Baltimore being at home, Baltimore is a better team. What they have to do, though, is they have to somehow keep Lamar clean. And that means he can't get into the four sack situation that the Dallas Cowboys got in. They can't allow that that uh, Bradley Chubb to pin his ears back and go (laughs) and get the quarterback. Well, it helps if you block him at all, right? It it it, certainly helps if you Mm -hmm. block
0: him. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What they've
3: got to decide to do, don't be afraid of number five in Jalen Ramsey, which is a dominant corner in this league. But the Dallas Cowboys were not afraid. They went with Brandon Cooks, a veteran receiver, in the red zone, a shorter guy against a long guy. So now all of a sudden you got Zay Flowers. Don't be afraid to line him up on him and throw at him. Zay Flowers is the C.D. Lamb of this football team in the passing game. Don't allow those guys to disappear like the Dallas Cowboys did with C.D. Lamb. Four catches, 90-plus yards and a touchdown, and then we couldn't find him. But it wasn't on him as much as it was on the plate calling. I don't see the Baltimore Ravens allowing those things to happen. But offensively, they got to keep Lamar clean.
1: Just keep him clean and allow him to All do right. what he needs to do. So, Richard, let me rephrase the question for you. Do you think Baltimore is decidedly better? I'm sorry, Michael. I'm sorry, I said Richard. Michael, uh, do you think mm, Baltimore is mm. decidedly better than Miami?
4: Yes, I okay. do. But Miami is so explosive that they're never out of it. And, and Baltimore can't really match that explosiveness. And 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 here's why I I... I Baltimore plan of attack—we saw some of it yesterday. Key just alluded to it. Baltimore attacks inside, and Zay Jones going to be that star guy. Now, they're not going to go away from that. Mm. Those opportunities and those plays to make it that they make it inside. Baltimore really, really goes outside where Miami's strength is, where they have those two corners. Baltimore played the game inside. So they're staying away from all of that. There is Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle on the other side, and they can turn that corner just that quick. But Baltimore, if, if you get to the quarterback, like they did Purdy, they can close this thing down because tour is not that elusive. No. He can't buy a little time. Agreed.
1: And they, if they get the tour, this thing ends quickly. Okay. So last night, The Ravens at kickoff were six-point dogs at San Francisco, and we talked all week, and I know Keyshawn and I picked the Ravens, but I thought the six-point spread was just silly because the Ravens are a little better than the 49ers, and they proved to be significantly better. I think they're also decidedly better than the Dolphins will be at Baltimore in the cold on Sunday. So to me, this should have opened as a six-point Baltimore home favorite, the the flip of what it was at San Francisco. Mm. And I'm going to read you quickly a quote from Patrick Queen that was after last night's game that will impact this game against the Dolphins. This this says it all to me. This is Patrick Queen right after the game last night. We play a brand of football that people don't want to play. Everybody wants to be out here cute playing basketball on grass. We're not with all that. If you do that stuff, you're just going to get hit in the mouth every play. That's what happened last night at San Francisco. Cute got hit in the mouth every play. I believe Dolphin's cute, Mike McDaniel's cute will get hit in the mouth every play in the cold at Baltimore on Sunday. Yeah, I
4: think and Mike, you, McDaniel, and, Mike, and Mike McDaniel's cute ain't nowhere near as physical as, as San Francisco no, cute and no. Kyle Shanahan's cute. So that's what I'm saying too. That's going. It's a whole different kind of cute here. here here's why I
3: love, look. Here's why I like Baltimore on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. that long, tall drink of water and Kyle Hamilton, the safety,
1: yeah. can
4: play everywhere. What I do? All, dude, all that that over dude. the place. He is dude. a force to be reckoned dude. with. Yeah. Yo, Key, you saw it right quick. I know we're, we're leaving. He, he, you you saw a little glimpse of Ed Reed. I know I heard y'all talking about that play, and, and of course Kittle has to take a higher high high route on that seven route. But but Kyle Hamilton he was kind of baiting, he was baiting him to throw that ball. He they, they knew they were going to try to go back to Debo Samuel, and, and Kittle rather Kittle came deep on that corner. I say that's Ed Reed type stuff. Yep. He was going to bait him and get that interception anyway. Kyle hmm. Hamilton is a bad boy
3: now mm-hmm. you never really know skip what you know it's going to be cooler in baltimore than it is in south florida yeah and and you know how i am about south florida teams or florida teams in general yep. traveling to cooler mm-hmm. climates it it just never really seems to work out it for him It just, so, seems to work just never really seems to work out
1: for him okay up next here's the question did you feel sorry for or blame that poor referee who got in lamar's way last night in the end zone Oh. as Lamar Jackson fled backward into the end zone, he had to avoid a referee who fell backward into his path. That was Alex Moore, the umpire who did. Lord, did you blame this referee?
4: <laughs> Come on, guys. I mean, we, we you can't blame that ref. For not being faster than Lamar Jackson. 98% of the league is not faster than Lamar Jackson. And what was great is, did you see that ref face looking oh. when he was falling? Looking like, oh my God. I can't. That's what DBs look like, or anybody looks like when, you, when Lamar's running after them. Mm. I, I can't blame that ref. All right,
1: go, Richard.
2: Yeah, yeah, I mean I, I can't blame him. I mean, he's not expecting Lamar Jackson to retreat fifteen yards back. But I mean, you gotta keep your shoulders over your toes and your pedal. That's dude. what your shoulders <laughs> over your toes is <laughs> fundamental. I,
3: I feel I feel sorry for him, Skip, man. Yeah. <laughs> Cause he he's on the blooper reel forever. Yep. Forever. Mm-hmm. forever. Just think about it. He's on the blooper reel forever. He ain't never <laughs> Ever, ever going to escape that. But, you know, referees are part of the game. They they are part of the game. And, you know, I've I've had passes thrown to me that bounced off of referees' heads. I've run shallow crosses where they're in the middle of the way running to them. I'm just glad. Baltimore won the game. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm so by glad. But
4: if the, the Baltimore win the Super Bowl, that's going to be the player of the year right there
1: because they'll show that way more. That? Yeah, obviously, when you're officiating Lamar, you got to stay right on your toes and on time. But <laughs> the, the point is, at that point, it seemed like a crucial play in the game yeah. because it was early and it was low scoring. Right. But after that, once Baltimore took over, it re- rendered that play irrelevant enough that we're not talking about it until the end Don't of the Go
3: get some ice on your right. face, Richard, Yeah.
0: beat up. Yeah, that's it for Undisputed. <laughs> we're back tomorrow, 9.30 oh, Eastern. Richard.